0: Minor Wisdom Quintet One, two, as it do do Minor Wisdom
1: Busy, busy week for episode 13 Lucky number 13 is dropping right now This was 4, 5, and 6A State Week. Congratulations to the three first place winners and all of the uh, other schools, the top 24 schools, pretty much 4, 5, and 6A, those those top schools. It's pretty amazing. I was able to make it to 6A. You'll hear a little bit of an interview that Mandy did with her best friend, one of her best friends, uh, Paul, at the end of this for the curtain call. And I also interviewed some of the students of, of Paul's at Ronald Reagan High School. So you hear that at the end. Um, this has been a busy, busy week with uio One Act Play, going up there to Austin, or over there, I guess, from Houston. And then also I DJ'd our prom this week, Saturday night, last night, if you're hearing the recording. And it was, um, that was intense. That was intense. If you ever want to learn something about some students, just learn how much they also don't like their horrible music they're listening to right now because there was very little movement on the dance floor, yet lots of requests for what they call, music, air quotes. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I did want to get on a soapbox for just a minute. Haven't done a soapbox in a while, but I did, like I said, go to UIL one-act-play for 6A, and that's a very busy one. It's got people standing, literally standing room only. Uh, Off to the sides there are people standing. And people are just waiting to see shows, which is great. I, that's not the problem that I have. The problem that I have is the, the audience etiquette, the amount of students and teachers that are in that space with the lack of audience etiquette, candy wrappers, even though we're not supposed to have food in there. Sorry, Dr. Ivins. There, there are people coughing like it's uh, like there's some sort of apocalyptic plague in the air. It's just, It's just really odd. And I don't know if it's... Something that is just because I don't I don't see enough high school theater. Maybe that's what it is. So maybe that's just the audience I should expect and just lower my expectations. But I was really disappointed with the lack of respect that a lot of people had in the audience at 6A. Just 6A. It could have been great at 5A. It could have been great at 4A. But people had very little knowledge of what an audience member should act like and sound like during a show. Uh, there wasn't hooting and hollering. There wasn't any of that. There were a couple of oohs when some kids would kiss, or finally, you know, uh, have that moment of, of of tension break with two people hooking up. But it was, for the most part, really disappointing in how people acted, and uh, even with phones too, a little bit. So I just I just want to say that, that if you are a theater goer. You know, have some respect. These people are working so very hard, and most theater people know that, which is even more disappointing. Enough about that. Let's get to this week's groaner joke of the week. Uh, 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 uh. Early one morning, a mother went to wake up her son. Wake up, son. It's time to go to school. But why, Mom? I don't want to go to school. Give me two reasons why you don't want to go. Well, for one, the kids hate me, and second, the teachers hate me. Well, that's no reason not to go to school. Come on now and get ready. Well, you give me two reasons why I should go to school. Well, one, you're 52 years old, and for another, you're the principal. This week's interview is with Larry Dockslager Larry is no longer in Houston, but he was in Houston for a very long time at Welch Middle School, at Emory Wiener, Jewish private school, and uh, taught at Tuts in the 80s, and was a mentor to me when I was growing up, and is still a very good friend of mine. He finally went off to college after many, many years and got not only his bachelor's, but also his master's degree and is now up in Baltimore substitute teaching. And it's really great that um, he is just doing what he does. He's a lover of film, a lover of theater, a walking encyclopedia of this stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. He is very insightful and his opinion is very unique.
2: Wow, I became an educator. I wanted to be a theater teacher. when I got out of high school. And I made the decision to be an educator the moment a U of H counselor looked at my transcript and told me that I would never be a theater educator
1: based on my college transcript. And that's and that set the course. That set you up. And mind you that 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 counselor's probably no longer at Probably. the University of Houston. Um, But, but, um, he said, you never know just if to that clarify, person's a fan. You never <laughs> Right. Just to clarify,
2: um, the person said, you'll never get one without a t- college degree. Right. right. And, you know, admittedly, based on my transcripts, it didn't, at that time, it didn't look like I was going to get the college degree. Mm-hmm. So I decided to become a theater teacher without a college degree which I did but it took seven years um, it would have been obviously more efficient faster had I right. done it the usual way. was that the 80s yes I started okay. teaching at
1: tuts okay in 86 okay. Uh, did the tuts did the tuts experience get you like you know so they when you're a doctor you have to do so-and-so hours so many hours before you can become a doctor was the touch experience did that lead to any of that or did that help with any of that it helped um, only in terms
2: of giving me a lot of experience yeah. um, including working with Carolyn Boone right. uh, to, you know team teaching with her and that you know people like her and that taught me a great deal Yeah. Um, and I finally started teaching at "Quote unquote real schools," uh, based on the fact that everyone assumed that I had a college degree, <laughs> and if people asked, I told them yeah. that I didn't. But they rarely asked. All right. And so your I reputation kind of got you right. Uh, got I just, you. Judged. and connections. Gail yeah. Silver um, got me the Welch yeah. gig, and I. Uh, since I didn't have a degree, they couldn't call me a teacher, even though that's what right. I was doing. They had to call me a guest lecturer, and I was a, f- a guest a lecturer. A full-time
1: guest lecturer. Every day language, yeah. for
2: three years, <laughs> right. Um, and the famous, famous story is I taught at Welch for three years, never met the principal. And one day, I get a note to come to the principal's office and she said, we're having to make cuts, and of course the first thing cut is the arts, and the first person cut is the last person hired, which is you. Yeah. And she basically fired me because of budget cuts, and true story, I walked out of her office, and before I could say anything to Gail, Gail handed me a note that said, Alona Thompson at I Wiener School wants you to call her right away. Okay, and I call Alona and she said, do you have any time? I need a teacher. Mm. And this happened within a minute. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I often say I, I used up all the luck of my life in in, yeah. in that minute. They
0: uh, like a uh, different soup, which is chicken and rice? So do you, are you still interested in uh, Chicken
2: and rice would be great. Thank you. Make, make sure and leave that in.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's real life. <laughs> right. So at so you were at uh, Wiener for, or I Wiener for, what well, was it, Emory Wiener then? Or no. Or was it just I It was Wiener just then? I okay. Wiener. And it eventually became Emory Wiener. Yeah. And I was there total 16 years. Because you moved campuses with them. Twice? Yes. Were you there? Okay, so you were at the one near this, on Stella Link. Was it on Stella Link before? It was on Gessner, right down the street okay. from Welch. And then it, be, and then it. When moved to Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. yeah okay 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 and when, oh, that's and right that building that first building was kind of dumpy yes yeah <laughs> and the funny thing is when you know
2: uh the the school that took over in that space after we left was called gross <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, because we we kept saying, you know, the, I mean, the name I wiener for a school. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: All right, so there's your and oh, and so now, but now you have gone on to college, gotten a degree, gotten two degrees, got right. two degrees, right? Yeah.
2: So neither of which is in theater, but right in film,
1: correct? Film history. Okay. Um, I'm pretending I don't know you very well. Okay. Uh, just
2: to just to be clear. For anyone else who doesn't know. Uh, it was kind of a midlife crisis thing. yeah I was I was doing great at Emory and it just I still didn't have a college degree yeah. and it really started eating at me so I went. And,
1: but to yeah. be fair, knowing you, the idea of getting a college degree or two was nothing was not a new idea for you. No yeah so it wasn't it wasn't like, me when I when I would have my midlife crisis like all of a sudden wanting a motorcycle out of nowhere no that it, kind of thing yeah which for the record you also bought a motorcycle <laughs> it's no a, not having a college degree plagued me yeah
2: for a lot of reasons it was the one the one kind of bone of contention between me and my father okay um that's my only regret is that he doesn't know yeah. that I eventually did get right the degree um, so for that and also when I when my you know when my students started getting theirs and uh, yeah it was yeah it was rough yeah and I needed to get out of Houston right that was the other major
1: thing which you, you can hear in your voice that won't be edited you've coached a lot of kids yes. Privately, outside of, like, to get into HSPVA. Right. Or um, did you do, like, the the arts coaching? Did you coach kids for, like, that presidential scholar thing? Or No,
2: it was okay. mainly most of my coaching, if not all of it, was to help kids get into HSPVA. Okay.
1: Do you know your success rate? Yes. <laughs> Good or bad? My, no, my <laughs>
2: success rate was outstanding. I, I really, I think there were two that didn't get in okay one because of his grades and to this day I don't know why the other didn't get in it was always I always felt I could be wrong I always felt like boys were pretty much shoe-ins yeah. because I would take students who didn't know what a monologue was and and work with them right uh no experience what whatever and they the boys always got it yeah girls it was a little tougher
1: now that you have experienced university setting as somebody that sat in a room that had the experience before the degree what's something that what's something that surprised you about Kids going to college now. After sixteen years, sixteen plus years of seeing, of getting kids ready for college, you sitting there with them as a peer. <clears throat> um,
2: something that surprised me was. And this, this may have just been because of this is where I went to, to school. I went to Columbia College, Chicago for undergrad. And you, Chicago for grad school. What surprised me was, and I don't mean to sound condescending, how much they knew um, and how serious they were. Right. And I really saw going to school with these young people and being older than most of the teachers, (laughs) not to mention the students, um, I really saw clearly why, exactly why, I wasn't ready for college when I first tried it at age 18. Um, Because they knew why they were there, and they had their, it seemed like their high school was really their high school experience was gearing up to that um,
0: uh,
2: you know I saw don't get me wrong I saw a lot of behavior and attitude that goes with the age right um, I think one reason I was able to succeed is because I didn't have the distractions that they had right I didn't I wasn't interested in partying and you know all that stuff that that they were interested in socializing with Uh, so they had to deal with that but um, and the other advantage I had was that generally speaking you know because I'm older I knew more about old movies than they did but I was astonished at how much they knew about movies made before they were born it was It was so impressive because um, I always felt like such an oddball when I was in my 20s and yeah. talking about stuff before your time, the Marx Brothers right. or whatever. and I, I realized I, I probably wasn't alone even back then right. I just wasn't, weren't aware wasn't yeah. aware because I'm so antisocial yeah. but
1: yeah, what a, did you have to take core classes? I did <laughs>
2: Um, I Yeah, I had to take math and science. And How was that? The math was hell. Yeah. Because math is always hell yeah. for me. But I will say that the college was the first time I ever had math teachers that were ed- responsible educators. Right.
3: Mm.
1: Did you, um, you don't need to name names or even say the course, but did you have... Professors that you wanted to say, no, 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 this is how you do your job.
2: One. The best piece of advice I ever got about teaching, my father told me years ago never teach sitting down. Yeah. And there was one teacher at Columbia who. Not only literally, but in every way, taught sitting down. Uh, never got out of his chair. Completely unprepared. You felt like he decided five seconds before the class what we were doing. Yeah. Made us buy a, a textbook that, not from the bookstore, we had a special order, so you couldn't get it, you couldn't exchange it at the end and never assigned any readings from it. <laughs> was it his it book? It was never mentioned. No. no. Outside of the out. syllabus, it was never mentioned in the class. Um, he was condescending. Uh, Sounds like he was tired. Well, the yeah. other thing is, he, it was a course that he kept saying over and over, he's been waiting to teach ah. and waiting to, be, to have the opportunity to teach this course. So you would think he would be more excited about it, but I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. He, we we all knew that he wasn't reading our assignments. um, That sort of thing. (laughs) But other than that, all of my teachers were outstanding.
1: So, I
2: had some TAs, not so much, but teachers, yes. What's wrong with with education today? one caveat, <clears> there <throat> was actually, I just want, so, because this is going to sound like a rant, and you don't have to ask me this, but I, but there is a lot that I think is very right with yeah. education. I do want to today. know a, I do so, want to know that, too. In no particular order, <laughs> the very presence of standardized testing um, is... Such a waste of time and energy, and it um, it, it proves nothing. It assesses nothing. Uh, there's, I I see absolutely no value in. It. In fact, I th- I think it's harmful.
0: Uh, the This is,
2: this is, and I know there are a lot of people who would agree with me, but this is one where a lot of people won't agree with me, but <clears throat> the enormous empe- emphasis on competition. Um, it's fine if it's a sports, you know, and I'm not saying there's no place for competition, although I do believe there's no place for competition in the arts or in subjective areas. But why does everything have to be uh, a competition? I think that um, students should not think of themselves as compared to somebody else ever. They should think of themselves as compared to themselves. Um, And I could go on for hours. I won't. I won't bore you with that. But I did a whole podcast on it. Like everything (laughs) is is about competition. I'm also one of these people who who feels that uh, summer vacation is harmful. I think, I was talking with Jennifer about this the other night. I do believe we need three months off, but I think it should be spread out. Spread out. The whole reason we had summer vacation was because there was no air conditioning in the schools when it was invented. Now we have air conditioning, so uh, they should have December off, April off, and August off, and so that you, you we don't have to spend so much time reviewing. They can retain more. You have a rhythm. You still change grades in September. Um, I think the summer vacation is is very common.
1: dated. Yeah. yeah, it's a dated, dated it's, concept.
2: We, yeah. yeah. And I get why they can't do it, because there are entire businesses that... Right. But uh, I don't think that's worth harming children's education. Um, so those are, the,
1: those are the big things. Right. They're a little nitpicky things, but those are the big ones. Okay, and then what do you think is right?
2: I went to middle school and high school HISD in the 1970s and and this is another reason I'm against standardized testing because in other areas education seems to be and I think this is good against standardization we we address and we um, acknowledge and respect learning differences and individuality the different ways of learning uh, This whole thing of you know if if this student works better standing up, let them stand up. You know if this that whole thing the 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 um, just taking that into account. Um, I think modifications when needed. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of testing in general, but I I understand why it's there, and I'm not gonna I don't fight it. Um, but uh, yeah, I like I like the fact that now I think I would have I know I would have done a lot better as a student. I was a terrible student, and if the systems that are in place for modifications and, and specialized learning were in place then, I would have
1: I would have succeeded right. immensely. And I know a lot of other people would. What Incentive do fine arts programs that you know of have in uh, Illinois and Maryland, where you've subbed. What incentives do they have to receive funding? What do they need to do to to get funding? Because part of what in Texas, part of the way that these these districts and these uh, these departments get funding is through the one act clay process, which I you know I've got my opinions on that. Um, I think we did a whole podcast on competition, okay. uh, but every podcast has had an element of it, of, of talking about it, because it's such a big element mm-hmm. now. Uh, but what do you think? It's the would element be? in the room. It's the element. <laughs> Minor wisdom. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you, I mean, what, what do you think would be a way for those people to be assessed so that they do get funding, or do they just have something built in in those states that? There has to... Well, I have
0: to say, I was
2: mortified.
0: I I subbed at
2: about 15 different public schools in Chicago. Elementary, middle, and high. Not one of them had an arts program. Hmm. They did not exist at the school because they're... There's so... And I, when I would bring it up... No, no arts at all? None. Music, no visual? They would work it into... I mean, like, the, if there was student artwork... Right. It was because it had been worked into the English curriculum. Wow. Okay. Or... Um, they, they all had beautiful auditoriums. They had... Right. You know, performance spaces, but there was no theater. Um, if there was... They had... Um, after school matters programs, okay. yeah. so it was an elective or just something to you know. Um, so an English to, teacher
1: maybe got a stipend to exactly to produce a show after exactly. School. But it I after school. I would ask
2: about productions and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Now in Baltimore it's different. Uh, well, there's a whole musical about it, uh, right? Um, in Baltimore there is they do have uh, theater programs. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know how they fund but them? But they're not. I don't know how they okay. fund them, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's probably easy but, for me to look to up. But to answer, yeah. yeah. But yeah. to answer your question, there's got to be a way. And I know there are big pushes, but it's got to be a way to, to. And this this goes along with, you know, the reason they don't bother with it is because it's not on the standardized test. Yeah. Right. So therefore, it's not important. Right. So. The incentive is to say, and there's tons and tons of research on this, right. is to say that your, your your students will not succeed as well if they don't have a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. You are the, you are not educating the whole child. Um, you're you're sending them out there with, especially nowadays with technology and as great as technology is and i do think it is great it is taking its very serious toll on the students ability to create and imagine and the only thing that's going to fix that is is the arts Um, and if we can just figure out a way to to say you're just you're shortchanging the students And, and helping them see i mean it's so. I think it's so insulting if people say, "Well, if we're going to win a trophy, that's that's incentive. Right. That's bullshit." Right? No.
0: Um,
2: the incentive is that one day your your student will write a Pulitzer Prize-winning play. Well, that's an award too. But you know, <laughs> but you know. You know what yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 You know. Or, or you know your student will write a Hamilton or, a, right. or something that will actually have a huge positive impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. And 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 the, a student's high test score is not going to help society. Right. Right.
1: It's it'll just help that
2: student. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and also the you know with, with standardized tests nowadays, and I don't remember this so much as a student, but nowadays with standardized tests, you know, they have modifications for every single test and so uh, if a student is diagnosed with, you know, uh, with X, Y, Z here, uh, they could potentially take a test that is all verbal or take a test that is shorter or take a test that doesn't have a clock uh, because the clock creates anxiety which was true with me right. you know every, every time we took a test that was timed I thought i had to beat the clock not take your time and answer what you could answer uh, uh, but yeah it's uh, it's become a it I, I, I would not be shocked if within 20 25 years like when when my youngest kid is like leaving high school, mm-hmm. That standardized testing has started to dissipate. Well, it started yeah. now. Yeah.
2: When I when I went to Columbia first, I went into the um, college counseling office. Okay. I said, I want a list of schools that do not of colleges that do not require standardized tests. And she sent me to a website called Bear test And it's a whole long, shockingly long Mm -hmm. list of schools that either don't require it or it's optional. Right. Um, And there's a big push for that. Yeah. But there's a reason, you know, with all my experience, there's a reason I can't get a teaching certificate uh, to teach in Maryland in a public school because you have to pass a standardized test <laughs> to do that. I have a learning difference that's never been officially diagnosed. Right. And I can't afford to go through the testing. Right. I can't, you know, it's just not cost effective. You know, it's, so even at age 57, I'm trapped in it as well. Right. I'll tell you another, another thing that I think would help and this is something, again, I, it's very debatable. I do not believe in no pass, no play. As, a, as an arts educator, and I would feel the same way if I were an athletic coach.
1: Right. Um, I think it's- Which you, which you have
2: been. <laughs> some sixth graders once asked me if I'd be their basketball
1: coach. I said, oh, you don't want
2: that.
0: No, you sure, don't. but
1: how many touchdowns have you scored?
2: Exactly. Kids? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for for many reasons. But one of the reasons is that it it um, it perpetuates the idea that these are expendable. Right. These activities are not a part of a core part of an yeah.
1: education and shouldn't be. So. Uh, yeah, I see that. That's an know. interesting, interesting point. Yeah. So, so if they don't pass theater, are they kicked out of any sort of math? Uh, exactly. Uh, and way
2: if way a way student out. excels in math and it's their favorite subject, right. great. But if a, if if the one time in the day that the student feels like a success is the play yeah. or the football rehearsal, or see, <laughs> there I go, the football
1: practice. <laughs> Um, at least I corrected myself. Run faster stay dry. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just um, come on and react. <laughs> if that's the
2: one time in the day that they feel like yeah. a success, then they're screwed.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, so I I would I if a student I would tell the teachers, if there's a student who's in danger of failing, who's in the play, just tell me and I will take care of it on my end. Yeah. I never, I would never allow the student to be pulled unless the student dropped or the yeah. parents pulled them. But I would never allow the school to so pull. So it'd be case.
1: interesting to figure out, uh, because that, it's, it's putting an emphasis on the idea that science, math, English, and history are what are going to make you successful. It's interesting. I've never really thought about it that way. Uh, partially because I've just been brainwashed and groomed to think this is the way it is. But, but that's the, you know, perspective-wise, it's a good... I'll tell you, I'm not going to mention the
2: name right, right here. here. I'll tell you the name <laughs> later. Yeah. But there was a student at iWiener who really struggled with grades and was in the play every year. An extremely talented kid. And I... <laughs> I started, on my planning periods, I started going to class with this kid. It's like sitting there in the classroom, u- urging the kid to work, because yeah. he just wouldn't work. Um, and watching him, and, and he knew I was watching him, and, and like followed him around um, to make sure that he was on top of things, so that he could stay in, the show I wasn't gonna let him be pulled anyway and that kid today is has starred on Broadway and is starring in movies and is starring on television um, and he was a terrible student and they really wanted to pull him from that and it's like I, I have no idea what would have happened had had they succeeded minor
3: wisdom minor, minor the best soundtrack to life is not your music It's what's happening around you, A.K.A. life. Miners wisdom.
4: Curtain call. Hi, Paul.
0: Hi, Mandy Tapia.
4: It's so good to see you today.
0: It is good to see you too.
4: What? How awesome is it that I accidentally get to sit by you today?
0: It's amazing. On one of
4: the most coolest days ever for you. Well, it's like one of the
0: one of the only free seats.
4: Uh, Well, thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks a lot for that. Um. So, uh, you went through your text this morning. I did. How How was that experience for you?
0: It was uh, stressful.
4: Yeah. Why, how was it any different? How was it differently stressful than before?
0: Um, I thought it was going to be less stressful because we got to send in our lighting cues yeah. uh, previous to the contest. Sure. But unfortunately, <laughs> we uh, sent our cues in, and uh, due to our mistake, they were programmed backwards. Oh. That's so funny. we had to delete everything and yeah. start over. Yeah. Uh, so we reprogrammed and queued to queued in like 30 minutes. So, so
4: what about your student do you think helped prepare them for a situation like that on the day of state?
0: Um, I think, you know, he's really level-headed kid yeah. and, um, you know, he stage managed uh, our last two musicals, mm-hmm. so he's sort of used to a high-pressure situation and so... Um, you know, we have quite a few cues in our show, so he was used to programming quick for our other rehearsals anyways. Uh, so he just sort of kicked in. Uh, the, um, our technical director, Jim Kaiser, was up there sort of yeah. like talking him through it. Sure. And, uh, and so we made it work. We made it work.
4: So how do you think you handled the situation?
0: Uh, everyone <laughs> probably thinks I'm a lunatic. <laughs> I sure I not look like my head was going to explode. Uh, you were very red. I was, sweaty. and um, nicely, Amy Jordan gave me a hug at oh, the end. She's good at that, and yeah. it really helped.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, Amy has a has a good sense of calming people down. You know, she yep. can be uh, she can be on either end of the spectrum, but she's really yep. good at calming. Well,
0: she was like, "It's gonna be okay. It's all gonna be fine." <laughs> good. So it was super helpful. They were. Good I good. mean, everybody was great. I mean, yes. they knew that I was. You know having a full on panic attack, Absolutely. but you know, Absolutely. we made it through. Other
4: than that, what it, was there anything different at state level, um, experience that you felt was pretty exceptional from other contests that you've been to?
0: Uh, so far, I just think that the level, you can tell the stakes are higher, not in a sense of like people are concerned with their placement, right. but I think everybody's just concerned with having a really good showing. Sure. And uh, I think they know, you know, we're in a full house here. Right. There's barely a seat to be had. Yep. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, people want to put on the best show they can do. Yeah. Uh, I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm sure everybody wants to do well and, yes. to, you know, compete well. Right. But I think more than anything, people just want to, you know, put the best foot, best foot for they can for their program.
4: Right. I always tell my kids, we're trying to beat our last show. You're trying to beat your last right. self. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and once you're here, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's now all it's just gravy, fun. you know. Holy crap, you're at state. Yeah. You're at state, you know. I mean <laughs> you come a long way. <laughs> so You've yeah. done this a lot. Yeah, so um, Did you
4: zone this year? Did y'all have a zone?
0: No, we go straight district.
4: Straight district. Yeah. So how many this is your what
0: fifth? Fifth,
4: fifth then? Yeah.
0: District, by district, area, region. So Woo. this will be five, so well, yeah.
4: I'm so you know, we have a history. We do. We've known each other for a very a long time. A very long time. And I'm living by proxy. Is that, is that the thing? Yes, yeah, by um, Fox, yeah. so that I can have this experience with you. And I'm just so extremely proud and excited well, for you. Well,
0: I'm just excited you're here and I get I know, to hang out with you, it's, it's super fun. Well, so, congratulations. yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Yay. All right, so you got, where are you
1: guys from?
3: Ronald, Ronald Reagan, Reagan High School. School. In San Antonio? Yes, yes So sir. what are your names? I'm Brooklyn McCormick. Brooklyn? I'm Caitlin Schaefer. My name is Mary Lance.
1: Okay, so uh, what brings you guys here?
3: Uh, we're here for the UIL one act play. So are
1: you guys competing yeah. yes, or supporting? Sir.
3: We're competing, and we're you're alternates. Co- we're alternates okay, okay,
1: so you're alternates uh, compete, and you guys are uh, third. Th- where are you now? No, you're six, right? We're like second six. to last. Second to last. No, I'm you're not six. second to last. Yeah, you're six. Yeah. You're yeah. not second. To la- that would be seventh, but that's okay. That'd be that's okay. This uh, theater, not math. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> oh oh yeah math. yeah yeah. There it is, and yep. not English as well. <laughs> uh, so, what's the best experience you've had so far with uh, one act play? Don't say. We advance the state. Give us something yeah. unique. Um,
3: I mean, probably the connection that you develop with all the people. Since we work countless hours and we've made it this far, like we're working back to back to back, and you really develop a close bond with a lot of different people. And with such an emotionally demanding show as what we're doing, um, you really have to be connected and develop really nice relationships with people. So that's been nice. Mine was probably seeing all of the shows because we get to see how we get to see how each of the schools do something different and do it very uniquely, and that was really interesting to watch. And we can like take a lot of information from that and also support them while we're supporting our friends. So, um, as a, okay, <laughs> so as an alternate. Uh, Caitlin and I have seen the show I never saw another butterfly over 60 times and every single time it's different and we've seen other plays as well like grow and develop um, themselves and so another play here is a Rosen by any other name I think and just watching it again and like seeing how everything changes just the little tweaks that like the directors and the students make as a whole like to just create a whole new play even though it's the same as really unique and it's really cool and I've cried so many times here <laughs> so <laughs> so
1: as alternates, so what's kept you guys driven to stick with it because lots of alternates sometimes notoriously quit the process what's kept you in the process
3: I, I think it's the drive to well one want to be a part of it and then also like, I'm reacting in such an emotional way. Like, I want to cause that reaction on viewers. That's what's keeping me. It's also an extra thing of support for them and knowing that we're always going to be watching them and telling them how they did. And it's just an extra line of the boost that they're going to be okay. What about you? I'm in the cast.
1: Oh, oh hey, girl. <laughs> Who are you?
3: Um, my name is Erica Schlager in the show. Uh,
1: I we got your name. We got your real name earlier. So yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: What's the what's quickly in like thirty seconds? What's like the thing that stands out to you the most about this process?
3: Um, about like being.
1: An, oh yeah, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being being an actor in this whole thing.
3: Um, honestly, making friends along the journey with the other people in the shows because like when you advance, like with uh, Rosa by Any Other Name. Um, we, like, met a lot of the people, and they're, like, super nice, along with uh, one of the other schools um, who got out the previous round. Like, we developed really good, like, friendships with them, and that was pretty nice.
1: <laughs> That's great. Thank you, girls. Thank, thank, you thank you so much. Thank you very much. Best of, break a of leg. Minor
3: wisdom.